Naomi Guerra, a women's Trinidad and Tobago national footballer. Naomi Guerra represented Trinidad and Tobago at the under 15 level, the under 17 level, and the under 20 level. At those age groups, she participated in the World Cup qualifying stage for Trinidad and Tobago, as well as the CONCACAF Championship. Welcome to Success Talks, the podcast. This is the podcast where we dive deep into our guest minds to get all of their hints, tips, and secrets of how they attain and maintain success at the highest level. Welcome to the podcast. This episode is sponsored by Polish Club by Jodes. They are located in the Malabar area, Trinidad. They specialize in manicure, pedicure services, and acrylic services also. For more information about their services, you can visit their Instagram page at polishclub underscore by Jodes or contact them at 389-5106 for more information about their services. Welcome to Success Talks, the podcast, Naomi Guerra. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes, thank you for accepting our request to be on the podcast. Please allow me first to dive right into the podcast. Can you give our viewers and listeners a brief history of yourself up to this point? Um, so basically it all started in the in the old stomping grounds in Barataria. I grew up in Barataria. Um I started playing with boys uh, at Barataria Ball Players Club. I actually the first time I went to the field, it was with my grandmom. I was like four years old. I can remember it like it was yesterday. She was teaching me how to pass the ball. And that's how it all started, you know. Went there to go with the uh, guys and train with them afterwards. Um, I remember the coach, Coach Barney. And from then on, I started playing with the boys at U8 and 10 levels. And I also played in primary school at Baratan Lincoln Primary School. And from then, I to St. Augustine Secondary, the Green Machine, mm-hmm. as everybody knows. Yes. I played seven years there. Um, the referees used to ask me if I'm never coming out of school. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, after then, I, I uh, went on to um, go to college. I went to NEIA school at this, um, which was William Carey University. And then I went on to Wright State University. I played, um, as you said, Join the youth national system at the U15, U17, and U20 level during qualifiers, and also I had a stint with the senior team, senior national team as well. Called into training camp probably at the age of 16. You know, had a difficult time then, but you know, I got into it, and now I'm here. But... Wow, fantastic, fantastic history. That draws me to ask the question. It's um, known globally that football is a male-dominated sport and um you will see over you know up to last year i I believe the manager of chelsea were requesting equality within the sport maybe for salaries uh maybe for playing time as well as the women's national team of usa the captain of that team you know and what with that knowledge being made public what really drive you to keep pushing to be you know um in the sport of football um well you know we all have our why um 
I would say my why is my family, where I come from, my own God, obviously. You know, I, I when I like when I was in Barataria, you know, I didn't grow up from a lot of means. So, you know, sometimes you have hungry nights, you know. And I was kind of, you could say, like a internal orphan to my family. I would go by aunts and stay. And, you know, that's that's how I like kind of live my life to my throughout my teenagers and, and even when I was younger. So I would say that, yeah, that's basically it. I, I, my, my family, God, and where I come from, you know, that's what keeps me going. Okay, that's great. So I guess allow me to go back at the start of, of your career. And um, you said that you played for the under 15 national team, under 17 and under 20. And you participated in the World Cup champ, um, qualifying stage there and the CONCACAF championship stage there. So how do you define or measure success? Measure success? <laughs> I would say, well, to me, when you talk about success, you know, the secret to it is just not stopping. That's what I would say. So, like, if you want something and you want to, like, achieve it, you just got to not stop. Um, I have been through a lot of obstacles, um, you know, from U50 level straight up to um, U20 to the senior team. I realized that just, as I see all the time, chopping wood and tools, putting water, doing simple things each day, that helps you to get at your optimal performance and eventually you will reap the rewards, which is success. Okay, that's, that's, that's really um, fantastic. And, you know, I can clearly see at this stage, you have a clear idea where you came from and um, where you are presently and where you are going. So I want to I wanna ask, how do you, let's say, overcome these challenges which you just mentioned? How do you overcome the challenges within the game or within life that you may incur? As I told you, I have my why. And also, I, I learned a long time ago, like, try not to let self-doubt kick in. You know, everybody, like, um, sometimes it comes into everyone. That negative voice in your head, you hear it say, no, nah, you can't. But you got to push through that. And kind of even with your support system, you have that there to also push you to go through whatever you're going through. Whether it be whether it be injuries, you know, having a tough time on the field or whatever it, be, it, it could be academics, you know, you need help. You have people around you that can help you. And yeah, that's what I Yes, yes. So can you share with us and to our viewers and listeners something that you are most curious about within the sport of football as a female footballer? Or, or let's say what what keep you up at night you know what you always constantly thinking about well i have this um goal that like i want to be able to be part of the um, national team to go to a world cup and those kind of stuff you know like it it nags on me at night and well you could say that i try to go out every day and do the little things every day and so that, I guess that fuels me to keep going. And like, whatever, like, since it's on my mind, I use that to continue every day. Because as people know, 
soccer is a if you want to go in the professional realm, the international realm, it's an everyday thing. Even the rest day, it's an everyday thing. How you take care of your body, it's an everyday thing. Okay, okay. So we are, let's say, approximately two years in the, into the global pandemic, and um, football will put on a stop, let's say, globally, and then a lot of countries found ways to deal with the sport uh, in Trinidad and Tobago and the Caribbean. We are still trying to find ways to get this sport going again. So has that been a surprise to you? And uh, if it were a surprise to you, how you overcame, you know, those sort of, 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 of things that you will have occurred to keep focused during that period of time? Um, well, I learned to adapt pretty much. I, you know, a lot of stuff you... You had to be indoors to do uh, like when you was on the quarantine for the first time. I was over in the U.S. finishing up school and I had to be inside doing my workouts or at, uh, outside right in the um, veranda and uh, my workouts there. Um, I would just say being able to adapt and within in terms of Trinidad, um, like I know we're trying to figure out stuff here and it's quite tough, you know. And um, hopefully that the like the country, the leaders of the country, um, will be able to eventually have sports start back soon, so we could, you know, um, have stuff like crime go down. Because sports actually bring people together, and it helps as a solution to that aspect. You know. Okay, great. As the host of this podcast, and also the founder and head coach of Powerful United Football Academy. They are girls in the program. And, you know, uh, let's say a lot of them will play the sport at this stage for fun, you know, for enjoyment. And as they get older, some may branch off into other things and some may pursue. So what advice will you give to, to those children that want to become, let's say, a Naomi Guerra? What advice would you give to them? Um, what I would say, firstly, is to take education seriously. Um, for the, in the women's game, it's quite tough, you know, to make um, like the like soccer your one um, stream of income. Um, so you usually have to go get the um, academics to, let's say, go do something on the side because, as you know, the women's game is um, it's not paid as much as the men. Um, you need to have additional income. And I would always tell people, take it in academic seriously if, um, so that you could go into college. I got this advice when I was on the U15 national team. Although we wasn't just in training camp or whatever the case may be, this coach, Joe, Joe she would always tell me um, to get your grades up. You know, at, at, um, at that point in time, I didn't know the importance of grade. I was in like form one. And I would always advise people young ladies say you know get academics along with the um with your um craft of soccer so let them go hand in hand okay okay that's that's great 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 advice and i will follow you know the male and female game a lot and i will see a lot of females that you will not know the difference in terms of skill if you put them on the field with men. So can you clear for us some of the big misunderstanding that is happening in the women's game at this moment? Are you able to clear that up for us? 
Um, okay, well, I know a lot of people like always ask me like, what's the difference between a male and a female sport, and uh, and what is the difference between coaching it as well? What I will say, you have to have like a high EQ, emotional intelligence, because that would help a lot for the coaches and and for, like for the girls. Because remember, we are a lot more different in terms of uh, makeup, um, just naturally, you know. So I would say like coaches with a, a high EQ will find it really like easy to coach girls in that sense. And with the women's game, it's developing a lot over the course of the years. You know, um, um, like for, the, for instance, the women's national team in the US, they are fighting for their rights for equal pay. And, you know, I find that awesome. And I also, um, um, with a, like a company called Top Notch, being an ambassador for him, you know, doing a woman empowerment um, program, which is called a, a woman's work. So all that, um, you could see that, this is pushing women game to the forefront at the moment. And we are trying to, how to say, invest more in the females. But I hope in the near future that a lot more is done and, and a lot more could be done for the women's game. Okay, That's, that sounds really fantastic once again. And earlier on in our session, you, you said that you started in uh, St. Augustine and before that you started in the area of Bataria. Um, can you please walk me through, you know, that, that, that period there, you know, getting your, your, your slip from the SE, the CXE, sorry, the SEA, sorry, and you saw that you passed the St. Augustine, you know, what was your first training session like, if you can remember? Okay, so <laughs> firstly, I didn't know about any football schools when I come out of primary school. All I told my teacher was down all the schools that had football in it. He put down St. Augustine, Eldo, even St. George's, you know. I told him to put down all that had women's football in it. When I passed for St. Augustine, I was happy, obviously, because I heard they had good school in soccer. So I, um, so when I went there, the first time, I didn't know about the, like, where the sessions um, would be or, you know, time it would be and all that. So I, one time, I think I saw them training, like, in, um, the first time I saw them, I met Coach Dejan. And I was like, um, could I any program? I was really enthusiastic about it because I wanted to. At that time, I think I was still probably training with boys or whatever the case may be. And she said, yes, you can come along. And from since then, my first practice, um, all I learned, I know Coach Jesri will always tell you this, it's great, great. <laughs> the game is, it will, it's all, <laughs> and it's a physical game. And, you know, I'm thankful that and, and grateful that I passed with St. Augustine Secondary. I learned so much from Coach Jesri Sargent. And it's underlying stuff as well, how to be a leader and all, all those sorts of stuff. Okay, okay. So, you know, it's clear to see that you have built up that mental toughness over the period of your career, coming out of school, representing Trinidad Tobago national team at, at those levels. And what has been your biggest challenge within the last year? What has been your biggest challenge? I would say not getting any games, like because it's so like it, it takes so much of you just to practice on your own and train on your own, like all the time, and you know get to be in a team environment. 
or that social aspect. Um, what, what I would say too, I even went to uh, trials in the US um, for one of the NWSL teams and I saw how um, I wasn't match ready or not match fit. I, I could feel it and it's kind of, um, you know, demon on me like uh, to get some kind of games and hopefully by the grace of the mighty, um, the national team does start to change soon and I can go there and get some kind of playing or match fitness. Okay. Can you um go a little deeper into the, 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 when you went on your trials? Can you share with us that experience for, for the aspiring youth footballers that were that are gonna get this content? So when I went there, I saw how far behind I was in terms of match fitness because the game in the US is different. Those girls play physical. Um, it's a mental thing as well, you know, if you're mentally ready. Um, when I when I got to the trials, I showed up exam, you know. And you're not supposed to do that when you go to trials. You need to greet the coaches, you need to do those the things that you know, you show your presence and even talking to the coaches' eyes, you know, I didn't get the opportunity to. And I realized that that's why I wasn't one of the few chosen to even come back, you know, go and try to like make their, um, their roster for that season. So those little things, when you think, um, like when you go to trials and stuff, you need to take that into consideration. You, you, you got to be able to sometimes be a people people as well. Um, not, oh, I have these skills. Um, you have to have those underlying characteristics that um, coaches are looking for, you know, in terms of how are you sociable, your leadership, um, personnel, and all those sort of stuff. I learned that. Great. How do you prepare for a game? So we understand that the team will have, let's say, five days to match day. But we want to take it up a little closer. So that 48 hours before match day, personally, how do you prepare for a game? Um, well, I would say, um, you know, we typically listen to music and stuff. I will listen to a lot of motivational stuff. So I have a kind of um, thing I do usually on mornings to get me prepared for training in the first place. I do like a pre-hiring of stuff. Like, like I have a routine, so probably... I would do a wall sit with a plank and some push-ups just to get myself mentally prepared for any session. Yes. And I would do that um, like every day to get my... So a plank is secondary to me right about now. Yeah. So for March day, I would say I get myself mentally prepared by even like watching clips of players in my room and my position. So for instance, usually I play holding midfield or centre-back. So... I would watch like um, Busquets or a, a video, Kante or Piolo or, and just the other day I saw that um, I'm kind of like this guy, um, yeah, I can't remember his name, but I read him in a book. Um, it, it, I'm kind of like, I have all these stuff that relate to their game and yes. I'm not a fancy player, but I do the dirty work and get stuff done. So I would say that I do those stuff in preparation Game. And also, when you are in college and those different um, environments, they um, they have like scouting reports and all that that you could look at other teams and get to know, you know, their strengths and weaknesses and who to look up for. All those are um, helpful uh, in preparation for match day. Okay, okay. 
So you said the scouting report, so that's you are able to, to, to take your preparation to another level, which is off of the field. So that definitely gave you, you know, that extra 10% within the game. And we, we all know sometimes we prepare and some things will not go as planned. Are you able to adapt very quickly or it take you a long time to adapt when you say, you know, I was expecting the number 10 player to be playing in this role with this responsibility. You know, when you see your opponent's lineup, how, and something is, is different, how do you adapt to, to these changes? Okay, um, I would say I'm able to adapt pretty well. Um, I usually don't like, like when, if you see a number 10 is good, I wouldn't just watch the number 10, you know, I will probably like look in terms of how we play, you know, what we can do to make things happen. So for instance, if we play in a team that we, we use, let's say we usually play long and we play in a team that we can't play long and we have to play underneath because we dropped off too deep. Um, then to adapt and I able to adapt to whatever is brought forward by the team and not necessarily the individualistic thing. And if I if I've seen like the a personnel is um, not as like like doing something differently, I would just um, adapt with my team to suit. It doesn't really matter like to me about the individual individualistic um, um, opponent when we look at things. Okay, okay. You know, uh, you know, I, I recognize and, and, and I'm sure our listeners and viewers understand that you have achieved massive success over the period of your career. Is there any advice that you will give to the 16-year-old uh, Naomi Guerra or you had any regret, regrets up to this point? Um, I would say be confident. Um, I suffered with self-doubt a lot, um, even when I was first called up to the uh, the senior team, you know, I was questioning it. I'm like, oh, is this even real? Um, <laughs> I was so dumb. I was like, um, they show. And I would say just be more confident when going into any situation. You know, I'll give myself that advice. Also, um, to be patient in terms of waiting your turn because and when that, uh, when you, um, the opportunity comes, take control of it, you know. Um, that's all I would, the, the advice I would give to my 16-year-old self. <laughs> okay, okay. And what are your future plans, you know, coming out of the pandemic? Um, uh, by the grace of the MIT, hoping to go and, um, to train with the um, senior team and also um, starting up my, um, my coaching uh, business as well. Uh, hopefully I could... Um, also do a, a lot of other things with community outreach programs. I'm actually trying to link up with um, uh, my uh, my guy, uh, Mark Anthony, top notch to try to organize something because um, when I went to the field the other day, when stuff was open up, I recognized that it didn't have much going on and the youth just looking for some sort of mentorship and something happening. I know it's tough during this pandemic period to even, you know, go see you uh, doing something, but I hope it could come to fruition uh, hopefully this summer. Okay, great. I would like for you to, because we want, you know, your life coaching program that you started, you know, to get that full recognition it deserves. And um, 
you know, persons to be aware of it. So can you, you know, share some insights into how, how it was started, why it was started, and how it is going? Oh, well, it all basically um, started when I went to class one day and I had an expert life coach who was speaking, and this was my senior year, and I found it really intriguing, the stuff he was talking about, you know, different types of life coaches, leadership, mentorship, career life coaching. I just went up to my teacher afterwards and asked her, you know, do you need a license or whatnot to enter this? And she was like, oh, you could simply get a certification with an institution and all that. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So I went digging up in it afterwards and I realized I had whole characteristics that could, you know, transfer into this field. And that's how it all began. And ever since I have been marking and planning and you know how it goes with anything, any idea, you want to get a pen to paper in order for it to come true. Yes, yes, yes. So is the life coaching program geared for males or females alone or just for Trinidad and Tobago alone? Um, it's, it's geared to, at the moment, I have a certification in professional life coaching and health and nutrition life coaching. So um, you could say I'm finding my niche, like what I'm interested in. Um, I will probably eventually get a focus then. But at the moment, I am working with uh, anyone who comes to me because I, I know I just like to help people and anyone who comes to me, I would okay. just... Okay, and, and there's no specific age group neither to be a part of, of, of the program? No age group. Um, I, I, like, I like helping basically anyone, even if a young then come to me and they say, you know, um, I need advice on this or, you know, I need something. Like, I, I'm trying to attain this but i don't know how to go about doing it i, I will give my two cents on that okay so you are giving back now <laughs> you are giving back now and i can see you know um the inner coach is is, is there developing and coming out of, of of you and um on my research for this um session with us today i saw that you did a couple of your coaching badges already can you share that with uh with all of you as um, listeners? I, I got some diplomas um, for, from the US coaches, something. Um, it was 4 before 77 slash 99 and 11 So those are just uh, diplomas. I get, like if I wanted to engage in like, grassroots stuff, I could, I could go about doing that. And which, like my experience playing with national team and all that, um, it could help while coaching. Um, and eventually, you know, you have to go on and get your. Uh, coaching licenses and all of that. Okay, great. We are at the part of Success Talks where there are five questions goes under the title of quick fire questions. You have three seconds to answer these questions. Yes, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Good. The first question is, what mean you can eat every day of the week? Rice and peas. <laughs> Rice and peas, good. If you have the opportunity to have dual citizenship other than Trinidad and Tobago, what country will it be? It will be the U.S. It will be the U.S. When it's safe to travel, what will be the first country you are traveling to and why? Probably England, because I've never been there and uh, it looks like it's a cool place to be and a lot of football is playing. Good. If you were not playing football, what will you be doing? Probably playing cricket. <laughs> wow. And... Uh, Fifth and final question. 
What secret skills and talent that Naomi Guerrero possess that is not known to the public? I, I don't think I have any. I really can't answer this question. Um, <laughs> I don't think I possess. Well, I play cricket, if you want to call it that. <laughs> I could play cricket. I play cricket at the U15 and U17 levels. Sure, <laughs> um, as well. Yeah, 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 I did. Like, I dabbled between soccer and cricket. Wow, that's, that's, that's fantastic. That's really, really good. And how can our listeners and viewers connect with you, uh, the individual, online, and as well as the life coaching program that you started? Um, um, for my Instagram, my personal Instagram, it's um, nadera18. Um, and for my life coaching, is nag life coaching. That's on Instagram. Um, or Facebook, um, it's NAG Life Coaching, and my normal name is Naomi Guerra. That's my name on Facebook, and also Twitter, Naomi Guerra. Okay, and and that name, those names, sorry, are for the Life Coaching program as well. Yeah. So um, I, I said them both. So in all that I said, the first name is my personal, and the second name is my um, business. Thank you for tuning in to Success Talks, the podcast. Activate your mind powers. You are unstoppable. Only you can stop you.